0: Post comments on Facebook.com forward slash Cap Builder Network. Enjoy the show.
1: Good evening. This is Mark Parham. Welcome to another episode of Cap Builder Talk. Real talk with real people, talking about real issues facing small business in our community today. Helping you build the capacity to change your life. And as I say every week, helping you to walk in your purpose. Normally I say we are well into the year 2017, but hey, we got 90 days left, people. I just want to know, are you ready? Okay? Because I'm trying to be here to help you get ready. The Cat Builder Talk Show is focused on giving you the information you need to make changes in your life. Because as we all know, information is key. The right information, you can make educated decisions. Because 90 days out, it is go time. All right. So this week's show, we're going to be talking about the Rainbow Push Coalition that's been creating opportunities for over 20 years in our communities. I had the executive director of the Southern Region, Calvin Ismail, He's going to be here. He's going to bring on some of his people We're gonna talk about an event that they have coming up in the near future. But we're really gonna talk about why the mission of Rainbow Push Coalition is still relevant today and what they're doing to make sure their mission is relevant. Okay? We're gonna talk to him about what they're doing. I'm gonna do a cat builder minute, just about three minutes of conversation about you know, planning for the new year. You gotta start now. So I'm gonna start talking about productivity. Ways you can get more done in your day, okay? I'm also going to be sending out a survey to you this week, asking you what do you need for me to help you get through the rest of this year. I want to do some webinars. I want to have some special topics, you know, cat builder talk shows. But I want to know what you want to hear. So I'm going to send you an email, quick survey. I want you to click on it, let me know what you want to hear, and I'm going to make it happen. But I'm going to give you some of what you want to hear, but I'm also going to give you some of what I know you need to hear. All right. So we're going to do that tonight. So I'm going to go to break. Janet's not with me tonight. She's off doing great and wonderful things. So that means if she's not here tonight, that means when she comes back, she always has something good to share with us. But if you can't wait and you just need to find out what she has going on, go to From My Big Eyes. Look it up on the internet. I'm sure if you Google it, all kinds of of things are going to come up. So, Jan McClyle Montgomery from My Big Eyes. Go check her out. All right. So, what I'm going to do now, I am going to go to a short break. And when I come back, I'm going to do my Cat Builder Minute, just about three minutes of conversation about ways you can get more productive or more production out of your day. This is Mark Parham. Can't build a talk, I'll be back in a moment.
0: People are always looking to invest in
2: a good opportunity. So what if you could invest in the future of kids, like a stock? Not the kind of stock that's about making money, but a stock for social change called Better Futures. With your investment, it helps students like me go to college. My name is Charles, and I'm your dividend. Invest in Better Futures with UNCF. Visit uncf.org invest. A mind is a terrible thing to waste, but a wonderful
1: thing to invest in. Brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. Hey, this is Mark Powerham and I'm back. I'm going to do my Cat Builder Minute. I found a great article today written by Lolly Kaya, And she talks about ways successful people can get more done than the rest of us. Okay? This thing starts out by saying, you know, successful people are not more gifted all the time. Okay? A lot of times we think they're special. They just work hard and then succeed on purpose. I like that, okay? You know, we all know at least one, you know, really productive person, someone who gets more done in a couple of hours than the rest of us get done all day. And chances are that person is probably successful. It's no accident. Great work habits go hand in hand. That's why it's important that now, as you work towards the end of this year, I'm going to help you put together an action plan. I want you to put some great work habits in effect. And I'm going to work with you on doing it. So I'm going to give you some ways that you can start thinking about how to create better work habits for yourself. One thing people do is they create a structured to-do list. You know, like even my to-do list, you know, yeah, I have to do a lot every day, but I really have three main things on my to-do list every day. The thing I have to get done the thing I hope to get done, and the thing I would like to get done, okay? So, and sometimes it's important that you just work on those three. Now, if you get those three out of the way, you got more time, you can add a couple more, but sometimes we stress ourselves out by putting too much on our to-do list. There's just no way to get it all done. At the end of the day, we feel that we didn't really get anything accomplished. Something else that smart people do, they don't have to reinvent the wheel. I study online. I Look, there's all kinds of software tools out there. Google business productivity tools. Go to your Google Play Store. Go to your Apple Store. Wherever you can get an application, test some of them out. And I'm going to tell you this. If you find one that you like and it's working for you, go ahead and pay for it. Don't always use the free version, okay? Because sometimes it works a little bit better. There's more bells and whistles that open up. It can be there for you, all right? Also, when you're working on your goals, break them down into realistic tasks. Think that you know you can get it done. Don't don't put something down there that you know you may have a tough time getting done. Be realistic about it. And this is a big one, eliminating distractions. When I'm working, guess what, people? I turn my phone off. I don't even want to see it ring because I keep looking at it, wondering, and that may not turn off. Sometimes I leave it in my backpack or wherever, put it in the desk drawer. I, I close all my email up. I don't want distractions. I find that if if things don't happen as a result of me not answering an email right away, then it wasn't supposed to happen. But I find that I avoid by eliminating distractions, okay? I also want you to worry about being productive, not just busy. So many people that run Busy, but they're not being productive. Okay, so I want you to be productive, and I want you to start thinking about the things that you can do every day to be productive, not just busy. Okay, look ahead. Don't fret about the past. When well, we didn't get done yesterday, we didn't get done. Don't worry about it. Let's move forward. Be persistent, and know there's no progress without definitive action. And the last thing I want to talk about is invest in your growth. Take classes. Don't stop learning. Okay? We're starting a class tomorrow night at the Urban League. Take a class. Find something that you can do that's going to help you become a more confident, more efficient person. Because that's what it's going to take. This is Mark Parham. I'm going to finish out this Cat Builder Minute. I'm going to go to break, and when I come back, we're going to start this conversation about, about the Rainbow Push Coalition and the upcoming conference they have in Atlanta. So I'll be right back. You're listening to Cap Builder Talk on the Cap Builder Radio Network.
0: For a long time I was sensitive to lights and sounds so I built secret hiding places where they couldn't get in sometimes I do the same things over and over until one day I found out I had autism my family got me help slowly I learned how to live with it better early intervention can make a lifetime of difference learn the signs at autismspeaksorg signs brought to you by autism speaks and the ad council Welcome back to the Cap Builder Talk radio show with your host, Mark Parham. Real talk with real people. Talking about real issues facing small business and our community today.
1: Hey, this is Mark Parham, and I'm back. am going to start this conversation out about... It's really about what we're doing in our community to really help change our paradigm, Okay. And tonight I have an organization, a representative from an organization that's been around since 1996. It's called the Rainbow Push Coalition. Some of you millennials may have heard about it. I'm going to give you just a little brief history of it. The Rainbow Push Coalition is a multiracial, multi-issue, progressive international membership organization fighting for social change. It was formed in December 1996 by Reverend Jesse L. Jackson, Sr., through the merging of two organizations he founded earlier, People United to Serve Humanity, PUSH, and the Rainbow Coalition. With headquarters in Chicago and offices in Washington, D.C., Atlanta, Detroit, Houston, Los Angeles, New York, and Oakland, they work to make the American dream a reality for all of our citizens. So they're dedicated to improving the lives of all people by serving as a voice for the voiceless and their mission is to protect, defend, and gain civil rights by leveling the economic, keyword economic, we're going to talk about that tonight, and educational playing field to promote peace and justice around the world. So with that said, I'm going to bring my main man, Brother Calvin Vismail on the show. Calvin, how are you doing this evening?
3: Oh well, Mark. Thank you for having me. This evening. All
1: right. You know, I wanted to go ahead and put a little history out there so you didn't have to go all the way down to, you know, to, to where you go when you bring it in. But, Calvin, you know, why don't you introduce yourself and who you are, what you represent here, and then we'll start talking about Rainbow Push Coalition
3: and the mission. Okay, I'm Calvin Vismale. I'm the uh, Executive Director for the Southern Region of Rainbow Push uh, Citizenship Education Fund. And the Citizenship Education Fund is a um, nonprofit affiliate of Rainbow Push, and we focus on research, um, education, uh, around economic equity issues. Uh, Here in the southern region, we have something called the Peachtree Street Project. And for the last 18 years, we've had a Creating Opportunity Conference, and we have our 18th annual Creating Opportunity Conference coming up on october the 12th and 13th and we'll be at the hyatt regency hotel atlanta and for this conference we are going to start off our first day with a technology uh theme Our uh, first day is, is technology day and as we end up the day we transition into um kind of our immediate uh civic action uh with a A Atlanta Mayoral Candidate Issues Forum, which will be on the campus of Clark Atlanta University. It's the first uh, Mayoral uh, Issues Forum that's, so far, this election cycle been done on the AU Center campus. Uh, And then we go into Friday, where we have a series of activities on Friday, three meal events, uh, which we can get into more detail on a little bit later. Uh, and we have uh, several sessions um, that are of key interest during the day.
1: All right, man. Let's start this conversation now with something you just said. 18 years, okay? That's a long time, all right? And the question I want to ask you is, why is what you're doing relevant and remained relevant for the last 18 years?
3: Well, when we look at the work that Reverend Jackson has done and uh, the fact that he was uh, appointed, anointed, by um, Martin Luther King Jr. and Ralph Abernathy, uh, Reverend Ralph Abernathy, to head up Operation Breadbasket in 1968 when he was 25 years old. Um, and A millennial. Of the, of, you know, well, not a millennial, but a young person. Uh, similar to young people here today. And some of the issues that he was dealing with uh, heading up Operation Breadbasket that were prevalent on the south and west sides of Chicago are some of the same issues uh, that our community is facing today. The need for fair and balanced um, relationship and employment with major corporations that are benefiting greatly financially Uh, by doing business with our community uh, and making sure that that equation is a balanced and fair one, and also making sure that those organizations have a balanced and fair and equitable relationship with our business community, doing business with black businesses um, as either vendors, suppliers, or professional Mm -hmm. service providers, lawyers, lawyers, asset managers, investment bankers, uh, et cetera, uh, that we're represented on their boards of directors as well as throughout the organization. So So tell me this. Tell me
1: this, though. I'm still stuck on this 18 years thing. So you're saying some of the issues that Reverend Jackson first fought a number of years ago, we're still fighting today?
3: Absolutely, Mark. Absolutely, Mark. We are, we are facing the same issues. We're facing the same issues as it relates to um, getting fair representation um, in government, establishing policies that are equitable. Uh, the late Maynard Jackson, uh, you know, used to talk about three things, and he and Reverend Jackson, Jesse Jackson and Maynard Jackson were very close. And they shared similar views on many things. Um, and Maynard used to talk about the book, the ballot, and the buck. And he understood the relationship between, as did Reverend Jackson, between public policy and private enterprise. Uh, the public sector writes laws and establishes public policy, which determines who, what, when, and where the private sector can get paid. And um, it's that symbiotic relationship between the two that spurred Reverend Jackson to run for president in 1984 and 1988 um, because he understood the significance of the relationship between public policy mm-hmm. and private enterprise.
1: Now, now you're saying public policy and I, and and I think that's so important because nothing can get done without policy. Uh, and I think a lot of people miss that. Uh, they think if they get a job and make money, but if there's not policy that helps you create wealth, then making money is just a very small step. So you're saying that we're still dealing with the same public policy issues that Reverend Jackson was dealing with back a number of years ago. Absolutely. I know I keep for, asking yeah. the same question over
3: I'm yeah, hoping but, that you but The question is relevant question. Every time you okay. ask it <laughs> Okay you know I'm just like
1: It just surprised me because you can't tell When you look on television You can't tell when you look on social media I mean it's like You know that whole are we being bamboozled By what you know Like a sleight of hand here Look, Hey look over
3: here not over here
1: I mean because
3: Well as some have said more things change, the more things stay the same. And, you know, the same, you know, each generation has a responsibility to take up the mantle and fight for whatever gains we've achieved and make Mm -hmm. sure that the clock fails to be turned back. Because it's a constant. It's not a destination. It's an ongoing activity. The, The struggle and the fight for silver rights And civil rights uh, Is ongoing And it transfers From one generation To the next and to the next Hopefully we make gains That we can pass on To the next generation And they can take it from there And even go further But the reality is That if for whatever reason We fail to be diligent We fail to pass on the wisdom And the knowledge That the next generation can build upon we are facing a circumstance whereby the gains that we have achieved can be lost. And we've seen that pattern in history before during Reconstruction, which was followed by Jim Crow. And those were public policy initiatives. When the slaves were freed, the, the federal government um, that won the war Okay, and kept the United States together or prevented the succession of the South from the Union, put in place policies that allowed African Americans, the new freedmen, to hold elective office, to do business, to integrate into society, to become educated, and to make strides to improve the quality of life in their community, in our community. But then, Mm -hmm. After the assassination of President Lincoln uh, and some of the policies that were created at the federal and the local level and some of the court decisions that took place, we went into a period of Jim Crow, okay, which was segregation, legal segregation based on public policy, okay, and it wasn't until the 20th century when the civil rights movement took place, did we put in place new public policy under President Johnson, okay, mm-hmm. with Martin Luther King, Reverend Abernathy, and others, okay, you know, Roy Wilkins, others, many, many others.
1: Mm-hmm. Many, many others, right.
3: Many, many others in a long line, in a long struggle, many court battles, okay many um a nonviolent we, public protest
1: and basically what you're saying we still go we still got that going on, so that even that really gives the reason why people need to attend this conference you have coming up so they can find out what's going on, they can find out they can be educated about policy and what's going on so that we know well, how to move forward
3: absolutely, we feel. Uh, our conference is content rich our goal is to in these various sessions which we are which we will go through and enumerate our goal is to have the right people in the room that means mm-hmm. your listening audience okay and others uh, as well as subject matter experts in the room have a substantive conversation about the real issues uh, not necessarily articulating the problem but let's frame our circumstance, and then focus on some action-oriented solutions so we can stay engaged with one another and then reconvene next year, share some of our success stories and what we've learned in the meantime, and spend three-quarter day on the subject matter in terms of how we can move the needle forward in a positive direction. Uh, to create the positive change that we're looking for.
1: Now, the one important thing where that you said in this that I don't know you know is how important you said have a conversation. So it's not going to be one of those we got the talking heads up front telling us uh, we're actually going to be able to have a conversation with the people you have on these panels.
3: Absolutely, we're having a conversation that we're starting, and we know that we only have a certain amount of time in these sessions. And we're going to start that conversation and we're going to make provisions to continue that conversation and to stay engaged uh, during the rest of this year and connected so we can reconvene on next year and take a deeper dive into these subject matters and report back the progress that we've made and the lessons that we've learned.
1: And i tell you, I, I'm all of the school, you know, I want this to continue, so I'll do whatever I can do to make this year. Sure this conversation continues not only through the rest of this year, but maybe it needs to be monthly or quarterly, you know, because I, I think it's so important. Uh, one of my other mentors, Dan Moore over at the apex museum, always says that we're sitting here asking for stuff while people are getting policies passed as laws that we're not even paying attention to. Okay. So, I think what you're doing is important. So let's let's talk about this event. You know, you said, what, what we have going on here. Uh,
3: okay. Well, we, we're going to start our conference on uh, October the 12th. That morning, uh, we'll open up at the Hyatt Regency uh, Hotel, and we're going to talk about the tech technology. This is Tech Day. We're going to talk about the um, the tech ecosystem. Okay. You know. Um, you know having an inclusive technology ecosystem you know what are the benefits of that what is it what is an ecosystem what is a technology ecosystem and how does it relate to us and having an inclusive tech ecosystem what does that mean should we build our own ecosystem or should we integrate the existing tech ecosystem mm-hmm. and you know so we're going to have that kind of a discussion okay because all wealth is based on divine ideas All wealth is based on divine ideas. And in order to, you know, we as a people, we're very creative. So we can receive these divine ideas. The question is, do we have a place to cultivate them and to nurture them and to position them and package them in a way that we can access the marketplace and monetize them? And that's what the ecosystem provides.
0: And that's why
3: an ecosystem, a tech ecosystem is important. You know, okay. it allows us to take our ideas and, and put them into a system, into a place, into a uh, 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 a nurturing environment where they can grow and be nurtured and that we can reap the benefits thereof as okay. opposed to some others coming along and, um, and sucking out the, uh, you know, sucking the cream off the top. All right. After that, we're going to have a session on uh, – Film, television, and digital entertainment. And, <laughs> and where are the opportunities? In those yeah. industries, we are experiencing a nine-plus billion-dollar boom right. in the state of Georgia based on production tax credits provided for by the state of Georgia, another policy initiative that is driving television and film, and now music production, okay, in the state of wow.
1: Georgia. and then no music was tossed in there too. Music is in M- there too. M-
3: music got put in at the last session of the state legislature, okay, to wow. be eligible for these tax credits. So we're going to talk about this emer- this emer- these emerging industries. Where are the opportunities for the ind- for the people who live here in Georgia that look like us, okay, and how to position ourselves to be a part of this okay instead of just watching it happen walking down the street and seeing all these these production crews you know in your neighborhood or downtown Atlanta and wondering what's going on how do we get involved you know how do what do we do to get involved uh and how do we make money and how do we create wealth based on uh on, on this emerging these emerging industries Okay. Uh, after that, we have a, a session, uh, a luncheon, a working lunch, on artificial intelligence and the Internet of Things, the next multi-trillion-dollar wave, and how will it affect us? Are we going to be drowned by the wave, or we are going to figure out how to ride the wave? All right. You know, uh, what are we going to do? You know, are we going to get out our uh, uh, our surfboards and get out there and, right. and, and make like the silver surfer <laughs> turn right. platinum? All right. All right. <laughs> or are we just going to get hit by the tsunami? You know right. what I'm saying? So that's what that discussion is going to be about, and we're going to have yeah. some, some great facilitation there. And we're going to have a story from a guy who worked for a company that was the first company Give out domain names on the internet And guess what It was an African oh, right, right, right. okay. right. yeah. American owned company All right, right right Okay It was an
1: African American owned company
3: Oh you got from there Okay I you got from there Alright Take a little bit and Tell a little bit about that story okay. yeah. hey. instruction. Okay. So let's not Let that happen again uh, Somebody right. came You're in good. And sucked them all up for cheap right. And made a multi-billion dollars on them uh, okay. Okay. So let's learn from let's learn from the experiences of the elders. All and not have to make the same mistakes again. And that's what we talked about a little bit earlier. After right. that in the afternoon, um we have uh, what we think is a pretty hot topic. Um uh well, we we have two two hot topics. Two we have one hot topic and then we have another uh um what we think is, is a signature event for us. And, Mark, you've been involved in this event over the last two years since we started it, and that's our pitch competition for our early-stage right. companies. Okay? That has really been a great, 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 right. great yeah,
0: activity. That that
3: we've, and you can talk a little bit about that, Mark, yourself, and your involvement there. In uh, addition to that, at the same time, we're having a session, uh, um, uh international session, focused on, West Africa It's called Africa the next All right. uh, And we'll have representatives from Nigeria and Ghana wow. And we'll have business people Here we'll have diplomats There and that one Because in the words of Andrew Young When I used to work with, with Good Works International Andrew Young Said the continent of Africa Has almost Inexhaustible Natural resources with all of the pillage pillaging, plundering that's been taking place by Europeans and others, and now the Chinese, over these we haven't begun, They haven't begun to scratch the surface.
1: Okay, that's good to know of all the
3: natural resources <laughs> that, that are that are right. present there. So, right. the, the, what we want to do there is talk about what the huge opportunities are. How do you engage and how do you connect, and and the value of our. Technological and managerial expertise that we've gained over here to uh, link up with their political uh, uh, control, okay, and their natural resources to figure out how we can create wealth on both sides of the Atlantic. Okay. And 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 then after that, we go to our mayoral candidate issues forum over at Clark Atlanta University. And that will cap off our evening uh, for Thursday. Okay. Uh, Friday Friday morning, we start the day with our, our Women in Leadership Breakfast, where we will be honoring uh, women that have uh, taken leadership roles. And the theme there is Take Your Seat at the Table. So we'll be talking with women that are stepping up to the leadership challenge. Uh, and we will be honoring Uh, We're going to have a keynote address uh, by Denise Leggett, who is the um, recently appointed uh, administrator, regional administrator for uh, housing and urban development here in Atlanta. Uh, She has a long history of fighting uh, for, um, uh, on a legal front, uh, in health care, for equity in health care, and in housing. We're going to uh, be honoring Dr. Valerie, uh, Valerie Montgomery Rice, who is the president and dean of the Morehouse Medical School, who's just been appointed to the board of directors of the fourth largest healthcare company in the United States. Um, and then we have uh, also um, uh, a young lady who is the first female African-American mayor in a small town in Mississippi. Uh, and an uh, African American female who's a district attorney in uh, Bessemer, Alabama. So we uh, we we're, we're, we're going to get off to a great start uh, during breakfast on Friday morning. Then we and have I,
1: and I, three. I tell you what, man. You know what? I didn't want you to go through the rest of it. They need to come to the site, okay? See <laughs> me, man, cause you got so much going on. All right. I mean, we could be here for another hour. You talking about how good. I just want you to give it a little tasty taste. Of what people got okay. out there now? You got you got one of your cohorts
3: in crime on the on the line here.
1: You want to bring him in and
3: yes, yes. You know, we have this session. Bring we want Bo Mosey to come join us right now, uh, and I'm gonna let Bo talk about the session that we have going on on Friday afternoon
2: uh, after our meetings luncheon.
3: All right, good
1: evening, Bo?
2: gentlemen. Uh, yes, sir. Good evening.
1: Yeah, what's happening? Good
2: evening, Bo. I- Good evening. I, I, I want to say before this, too, I really appreciated your your, your cap, uh, your three minutes there uh, because that, um, it's amazing, and I, and I have quite a few college interns that come with me, and I tell them that a lot of people who are trying to be successful maybe do 95% of the same thing, and it's that little 5%, sometimes less than that, those little things that you shared is what really begins to separate you as they kind of pile on each other and they, and they become habits. And right. once those habits are entrenched into you, what you do, you just begin to get more and more productive, more and more successful. So that was just great, even a reminder for me. I really appreciate, re- really appreciated that. And um, I I'm I'm Bo. I, I'm 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 i Bo Crossman and Company. We are a regional um, commercial real estate uh, company, and we 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 do landlord representation, which means we only represent landlords and own shopping centers. And one of our major clients, everybody's pretty, probably pretty familiar with, is we 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 do the leasing for most of the publics-owned shopping centers, the so public grocery stores. So we do quite a few of those. I personally have about 30 properties centers that I that I represent. So I get to really be entrenched in um, dealing with entrepreneurs and 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 you know learning you know, the financing of shopping centers and how they work and how money is is, is, is generated, how wealth is generated. Because most of my clients are, um, you know, multimillionaire uh, investors that, that, I, that they've entrusted me to help uh, their portfolio grow. So I get to see that firsthand. So I think one of the things that um, I'm really excited about, I'm probably connected more to the younger generation than some. And I think one of the questions that even I had when I met Calvin was, you know, from a younger generation, well, what is – Rainbow Push doing? What does it right. do? And um, I think um, after really being involved with Calvin, uh, I really got to see firsthand. I think one of the things I would like to say that really surprised me, and I think maybe everybody doesn't know this, is that Reverend Jackson is up on a weekly basis, daily basis, fighting for diversity. I mean, what right. is he doing? He's going out to Silicon Valley and he's going and saying, hey, right. this needs to look like us. So he, this, there's something that's happening all the time. And and the and the and the work is constant. It's not something that you might not feel like you see it tangibly. But when you walk into a mm-hmm. a, a place like I, you know, and, and you get an opportunity to have a job, it's a good chance that somebody like like Reverend Jackson has something to do at a meeting right. somewhere to make sure, hey, give this person a shot. So I wanted to I wanted to put that out there and let the young people know that this is important. And there's people behind the scenes working out to make sure you have an opportunity. I, I liken it to uh, me and my wife were driving the other day and there was a kid on a bike not paying attention and I stopped and that kid doesn't know I was being cognizant of his actions and he just went on about his day and sometimes that happens in, in a younger person's life they don't realize all mm-hmm. the sacrifice and all these people or make sure they have this opportunity um, one of the things that we're talking about is gentrification and um, which one of the things that my, my profession is, is, has a lot to do with and that's commercial real estate <laughs> and so um, you know I think gentrification is 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 a uh, euphemism to most people because you can't really pin down what it means. But the effects <laughs> yeah. of it is, uh, the, the effects of it is, uh, you know, you can't afford to live where you used to live. And I right. think uh, one of the things that 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 we um, that I'm very excited about to be working on is that, uh, you know, Calvin, how, how much leeway do I have here, sir? <laughs> well, I, I would say this.
3: I would say this. You know the session that we're going to have on gentrification, displacement, and urban economic development. We're going to talk about defining what it is. Okay, we're going to mm-hmm. talk about what does it mean to our community from a macro and a micro standpoint, and then we're going to begin to talk about some of the solutions. And uh, where Bo is going is Bo is involved in a solution. Okay yes. Okay. And this is something that we're actively working on uh, We fail to have The, uh, the go ahead and the sign off From all of the powers that be To let the cat out the bag here tonight But I yeah, will guarantee right. you That if you come to the conference mm-hmm. And if you participate yes. In the sessions And you get involved That you will find out and discover Exactly An initiative That is out there and how it works to create wealth for people like you and
1: me. Well, I'll tell you what, Bo, let me tell you this, because you're getting ready yes, to sir. go there, and I'm getting ready to go with you. I'm glad you asked him <laughs> <laughs> Okay. But I'm going to tell you this. I will have, regardless of what happens, I will have you back on this show to discuss it. Okay? I was yep, getting ready yep, to extend yep, the time yep. of the show. I was getting ready to make a little cup of coffee. <laughs> okay? You were getting ready to go there, and I was
3: going with you. Glad you had <laughs> that. Well, okay. Thank you for we can, me, Mark. We can't, get, we can't give it all the way tonight. But yeah, I know. You we, can't give it all yeah. the way. But it's so but important. Can, man, it's so important.
1: You know, that, that was a great example about conversations that are going to go on at this conference, okay? And these will be conversations where you'll be able to express your opinion, not just listen Mm to someone tell you theirs. But I want to bring up something real quick. I am a Publix baby, okay? And I have noticed that if you go into a Publix shopping plaza, most of the other businesses in that plaza have the same culture as the Publix,
0: okay? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And is that a planned strategy or it just kind of happens that way? I know I'm getting off, but you brought it up. I'm going to get you there. We'll have you back. We're going to talk about that strategy and culture, business culture as well. But is it a strategy that Publix does? I mean, you're doing these shopping plans, or is that just something that just kind of happens as a result of the people that work at Publix? Well, no, I think
2: that's um, – they are very cognizant of 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 who they put in their shopping centers. Okay. Um, and, 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 and even one of the things, the president of our company, his name is John Crossman. And he's, uh, his father marched with Dr. Martin Luther King, even though he's a Caucasian American. And um, he's, he got awarded the Underground Railroad uh, Award from, from the Congressional Black Co- um, Congress. Uh, we've actually put in two uh, real estate programs for the first time in HBCUs in, down in Florida, Bethune-Cookman and FAMU. So we're very involved okay. in that, and and, I, and so I bring up to say that this: there's one thing that me and me and John we talk about quite a bit, and that is, you know, be he you, who you select to do business with is a reflection of you, you even us. That, and, and so even, go ahead, sir. I'm sorry.
1: No, that's exactly what I was hoping you would say, because it's all about, you know, it all ties back to why you need to come to this conference, okay? Because <laughs> the people that will be there that you're going to be around. Our reflection of what you want your life to be, you know, that's and right. uh, right. you know, and, and and I can't say enough. But I'm gonna really push this thing out there because uh, well, it sounds like me and you have to have another show. We got to, just me and you. We won't have Calvin also, so he can't beat you. What you That's what I love.
3: I, that's what I love. I love putting. I connect the dots. I love connecting the dots and seeing this type of thing happen. these type of relationships is cultivated, and that's really what the conference is about.
1: Right, about exactly. about coming
3: on out, about right. getting engaged, getting involved, get connected, because what we find, and I have invariably found, is that when you do that, what comes out is synergistically much more than you mm. could have anticipated individually. Once you connect and plug in, to these people, these human resources, it amplifies all of the opportunities. It multiplies your probability for success. And that's what it's all about, lifting each other up in a way that we all can rise higher than we otherwise would have gone. And so that's, uh, it just warms my heart.
1: Well, let's do this. You can't do this alone, so let's, I want you to give a shout-out to some of the people that are sponsoring this thing, because I don't know. How much does it cost to go to it?
3: It's a $50 general registration fee to attend okay. all of the sessions. Okay. Uh, we have, And that includes all of the sessions on Thursday and the uh, okay. candidate forum on Thursday. All right. okay. On Friday, we have three meal functions. The meal functions are separately ticketed. Okay. Okay. So, but what I will say is, if you do, uh, um, if you do purchase a ticket for a meal function on Friday, you will also get a day pass for Friday to attend the sessions as well. So we're trying right. to make it as accommodatable as possible for people to engage and participate. Um, and th- and the last thing I would say, I'm gonna put you on the spot, Mark, to talk a little bit about. The pitch competition, I purposely didn't mention uh, much about that because I know that you're involved in it and have been. So you may want to give a specific shout-out on that.
1: Well, I, I think what's great about this pitch competition is the fact that, you know, there's so many pitch competitions all around Atlanta, but the people that are judging this competition, you know, I mean, we got senior VPs. We got, I mean, these people really know business. And I tell you, I've been so impressed with the questions that they ask. So the whole part about being a pitch competition, you don't win. Everybody that pitches is a winner, okay? Now, there may be someone that wins the ultimate prize, but you win by just getting just you and the ability you're going to have to talk to these particular individuals that are judging it. And if you're in the audience and you're in a small business, you're going to learn. So it's almost like a pitch competition Education on how to grow your business session, because they're asking questions that all of us need to ask in order to grow our business. And uh, I think even with last year, the year before last, uh, the young lady that won, someone also entered the company after the event. Is that was that last the year before
3: that? Yes, it was. It was last. It was the first year, year before, mm-hmm. and we had mm-hmm. a young lady who who came in second place. And part of what we offer is an interview. The winners get a chance to interview with Sig Mosley, who is considered the godfather of early-stage investing for the Southeast. He can take you to Silicon Valley, okay? And Sig Mosley has his own uh, uh, venture fund. But when he met this young lady, Nisha Butler, he was so impressed with Nisha, he invested $50,000 of his own personal hmm. money, not out of his funds, his own personal money. Right. And it was the first time he'd ever invested in an African-American female. Okay. Wow. And Nisha is now gotten into the Google boot camp up in North Carolina, and she's on All her right. way. All she right.
0: She's
1: on her way. Right. All right. So let's talk about these sponsors, man. We gotta get, you know, get a drum or some, as they say. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, let
3: me let me name a few of our sponsors. It, uh, you okay. know, we've got Coca Cola. We've got UPS. We've got Microsoft. Uh, we've got Home Depot. Uh, uh, we've got uh, Georgia Power. We've got Georgia Pacific. Georgia Pacific is sponsoring the prizes for the pitch competition this year. Okay. Okay. All right. We even have uh, we have the National Association of Securities Professionals. They're putting a little something on it for our. Um, we also have the uh, U.S. Black Chambers. They put okay. something on it for the for the candidate forum. Uh, um, we we have uh, you know we have. Uh, some of those usual corporate suspects, as I've mentioned before, and those are the primary ones. And then we're looking for for other sponsors. We're actually right. looking for other sponsors as well. So it's not too late to get involved. We're also right. are looking for those professionals out there, the accountants, the lawyers, the small business people that may want to buy tables at the meal events. Okay. And uh, we, 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 we have some special treats. Uh, for people at the meal events. We think that will be a rich experience uh, for the women's breakfast, for the minister's luncheon, and for the big gala on, on Friday night at 7 o'clock, where we'll be celebrating Reverend Jackson's 76th birthday.
1: Yeah, man. Wow. That's all right, man. It's just like last year a few months ago we were doing the 75th. That's all right. So I'm going to tell you what Calvin Tell people how they can go find out about this event Where do they go to find out about it
3: www.rainbowpushatlanta.org Rainbowpushatlanta.org. Uh And there will be a link to Eventbrite on there Or you can go directly to Eventbrite And uh, look up the creating uh, 18th Annual Creating Opportunity Conference Creating Opportunity Conference uh, those are All the right. two primary ways, uh, rainbowpushatlanta.org.
1: All right, Kyle, I'm going to give you a final word, but I'm going to let Bo step up one more time to the mic and give us another reason why we need to be at this event. And uh, I'm going to make up to you, Bo, that you and I go going to get together after this. And I see about three or four <laughs> shows coming out of what you were talking about.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to it. Uh, well, one of the things, one of the things I, I want to implore anybody, and this is this happened to me, um, what you said earlier is very true. There, you can be, if, if you if you got to drive, if you got somewhere you want to be, if you want life to get better, you want to get around people where things are happening, you, you need to get closer to them in proximity. And it's, 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 it's hard to get in touch with people like me and, and, and with Cal because we're so busy, but we have something like this on our calendar, we have a chance, not that I'm special, but I, I have a network and if you, and if mm-hmm. me and you have a conversation and I can plug you in somewhere or point you right. in a good direction, that's what these things happen. So every time you go to a network, the president of our company says this, you need to go to this and think about what you need to get out of this, out of this conference. What would it be for you? And if you want to move the needle on, on something that you want to accomplish in your life, that's why you attend events like this. You get knowledge, you get connections, you get, you get to expose your talents and yourself to somebody and you can't do that in any other setting because you don't have access to the talent pool that's
0: in one room on that one day. All right.
1: You know what, man? I'm going I'm to give you some applause after all that. You you came in and handled it tonight. So we're going to get you back <laughs> on the show, bro. Thanks for stopping through, man. I look forward to talking to you again because uh, there's some conversations that we need to have and let other people hear. All right, man. So yes, thanks sure. a lot for coming Appreciate out tonight. All right.
2: Thank you for having me. All right.
1: Calvin, you got final word here, man.
2: Tell us why my, my we need
1: to
3: be there. Well, the Creating Opportunity Conference is an opportunity for uh, for you to come out and connect and engage and to grow and to learn and to contribute. You never know what you may be able to do to help somebody else. Every one of us has a piece of the puzzle. And when we get into an environment like our conference and we make you comfortable enough, and we are comfortable enough together to put our pieces on the table, then we can put the pieces together and see the big picture. And then the solution becomes evident. So you have a unique piece to put on the table to create the success that we all need in each other so we can all succeed together. And, Mark Parham, I want to just thank you and give you a, right. uh, you know, big ups for all that you <laughs> all You right. are my main man. And uh, <laughs> what you're doing for all of your listening audience is is a blessing. And we appreciate
1: right, you. You're making it do what it do, my brother. All right, so
3: we'll get back, man. I'm
1: going to cut this interview, send it to you so we can get this out there because people need to hear the conversation we had tonight. So I'll
3: get back thank, with you later you on, man. All right. right. Be
1: well. All right, right, people. You heard it. I want you to check this conference out. But pay attention to everything that's going on. Policy controls a lot. We don't pay attention to it. This is Mark Farham. Cat Builder Talk. Cat Builder Radio Network. I'm going to end the show. And I look forward to our next encounter.
0: Joining us this evening on the Catha Builder Talk Radio Show with your host, Mark E. Parham. It is our mission to provide you with the information you need to make educated decisions. Decisions that will help you walk in your purpose. We are here every Monday evening starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. To be a guest or for more information, go to CathBuilderTalk.com. Please post comments on Facebook.com forward slash cat builder talk. We hope you enjoy the show.